It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Game three, three uh, third game in the division. Um, got a tough opponent, and uh, you know we got to go out there to over to uh, Carolina and play play well to have a chance to win this game. So we're excited about the opportunity. Dennis, I know it's a kind of an obvious question: what makes Christian McCaffrey hard to defend? But is he is he one of one in this league, or, or are there a lot of guys that, that present similar problems? Look. We got a guy in our building that presents some some of the same problems. So, um, yeah, he's tough to deal with. Um, he's he's good in the run game. Um, you know, he he he's got great vision in the run game. Um, he's got great contact balance. Um, he does a really good job of protecting the ball. He's got the ability if he gets out on the perimeter, or if you misfit something inside, to take it the distance every single time. Um, he's a mismatch in the passing game, whether he's coming out of the backfield or he lines up, you know, out out in the slot. So, um, you know, he's certainly somebody that that you know we're aware of where he's at on the field, and you know have to do a good job of trying to take care of him. I don't know that you ever stop a guy like that. I think you're hoping that you can limit uh, and kind of contain him a little bit. Have you you faced him so many times? Have you found something that worked and then it didn't work the next time? Yeah, usually when he's not on the field, it works much better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, every time he's out there, you know, he's one step away from breaking it. 
Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different things that you try to do to try to minimize what he can do. Um, some some games we've done a better job than 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 in others. Um, and typically, if we've done a decent job on him, uh, you know, we've had some success defensively. And when we haven't, it's been it's been kind of difficult. So, um, you know, he's certainly somebody we've we've spent a lot of focus on this week. Yeah, I know it's still kind of early in the season, but have you guys seen any growth from Caesar Ruiz in the first two weeks? Yeah, I actually I, I have. Um, I've seen a lot of growth out of Caesar. There, look, there's still, as with any young player, there's still a lot of growth uh, that's left to be had with him, but. But I've been pleased overall with what I've seen out of him. I'm hoping that we're going to continue to progress as the season goes along. And, um, you know, as with most people at this point in time in the season, nobody's at their best right now. You're hoping that you're going to continue to stack days on top of each other and uh, and continue to get better. And you want to be playing your best at the end of the year. And so um, I've seen some growth out of him, and, and, and I'm hopeful that, you know, that's going to continue. play the schedule that's in front of us. You know what I mean? I, I try not to worry about anything I don't have any control over. And, um, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to, you know, go out there and, and, and see how we stack against the guys that are in our division. How much have you missed out? I guess that's an obvious question. But, you know. Well, look, he's a big part of what we do, um, you know, offensively. Um, but yet at the same time, I feel like we've got playmakers on our football team, and, and and I don't think our team is about any one player, um, but but certainly, you know, lose a player of that caliber, um, you know, is is, uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a challenge to 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 overcome those things. Did you ever talk about trying to stay both mellow and match like the fourth quarter when things are like they were last week? Is that something you could you guys can coach someone, or is that more about the player just kind of? Well, look, I think I think I think it's just having awareness of it, and 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 I think he does, and. You know, I think, you know, one of the things that we have to be able to do um, offensively or defensively or in the kicking game, you know, there's going to be times in the game where you're going to you're going to face some adversity. Things aren't going to be going your way. And then we've got to figure out ways that we can, um, you know, kind of change the tide just a little bit. And so, um, yeah, I think it starts with kind of recognizing where we're at. Um, yeah, look, he keeps he keeps progressing. You know, I'm not going to get into a bunch of the injury talk or anything like that. I mean, he keeps progressing, and so we'll keep uh, we'll keep going at it like that. Dennis, I know uh, Marcus May's lawyer had to file a motion for him to be able to leave the state uh, for games. Does that present any problems when you go to London on Sunday? Not that I'm aware of. So it's just like all kind of a catch-all. Like yeah, I mean, that's not something that I'm familiar with right now, so. Is Alante uh, Taylor dealing with anything serious? Or? Um, well, he hurt his knee yesterday. Um, and so, look, um, it's going to come out in the next couple of minutes. He'll, he'll be out this week, and we'll see where he's at, you know, after that. All right, thanks. All right, Dennis Allen, man. <laughs> Dennis Allen dealing with the lumps and bumps of being a head coach in the New Orleans Saints building, man. <laughs> with the expectation of you got to win ball games, you're stepping into some pretty big shoes right there. So, uh, yeah, all the talk goes out the window and it's time to perform. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all for being in the stream. Much love to the family. 
Happy Friday night to the family. I hope y'all had a very awesome week and a very beautiful weekend uh, coming in uh, to the fold. So shout out to the fam. Like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm Big Q. Much love to the great Saint Tank Tank. Appreciate you guys for being in the stream, baby. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, for being this thing. Please feel free to hit upon of the like button. Hit the like button. Please feel free to share the shows on your social media feed with other family members. It helps the stream out. And speaking of help, the Saints will get some help this upcoming week. I really think so. Of course, the Carolina Panthers have a bit of desperation because their coach Hmm, it's, it's uh, on a what nine game losing streak <laughs> dating back to last year. So a lot. Uh, and like brother, shout out to brother Rashad and Dave from the PNP camp. We had them uh, come in on Wednesday and drop their perspective. Much love to them. Uh, and they were pretty, uh, pretty serious about, you know, him being, uh, you know, with a loss could probably put him on out the door. Just like what happened with Herm Edwards, man, that was really fascinating man to see what did y'all hear see what happened with Herm Edwards that his staff was colluding and giving his information to the opposing team so he'll lose games so he'll get fired what kind of backstabbing underhanded rat faced bastard was doing <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness what kind of trash is going on these are some trashy tacky back ass dirty rotten just underhanded folk I mean, they would literally, and you know what, fam, just to let you know, tomorrow morning, we'll be rocking, uh, we'll be bringing out TSC Unleashed for two hours in the morning, man. We'll bring the magazine back uh, on uh, Sunday mornings. I mean, it's not Sunday, excuse me, Saturday mornings for two hours. We'll cover a couple of news notes and items. It'll be one of the things that we cover, and we'll talk about the MU Doka situation. I'm going to get the Queens and the Kings thought process on that. But yeah, that could y'all believe that he got fired, man. The guy was walking with his bag. Oh, I'm like, good grief, man. Don't anybody have any honesty? Don't you understand if you backstab somebody that your ass going to get that back worse? I mean, these people don't. They're totally void of any morality. They're totally void of any understanding of how the universe works. Have you heard of karma? How about Dharma? Have you heard of that? I mean, absolutely insane how wretched I'm about to say something. How they are. Come on. Anyway, shout out to you because you're not like that at all. <laughs> but they got some trash out there. So don't step that. Like my mom always used to say, my mom said, she said, hey, baby, 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 don't you be playing with them trashy kids out there. You know what they say? And I said, what they say, mom? She said, you know what? You play with trash, you get it in your eye. I'm like, what? What? What you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about, mom? That's that old wisdom she used to drop when I was a, a, a kid where you got, if you're playing with trashy kids, you got to be careful because you ever heard that before? Y'all ever got that lesson that you're messing with trash, you get it in your eye? <laughs> like, what? What, what? what are you talking about? Oh, man. But anyway, shout out to the man, uh, to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being in this thing. In this episode of the Coma, this one, Saints versus Panther, week three preview. And uh, we'll be going over the depth charts, the final injury report. Uh, that was released Friday and to give you some information about the history of this of this rivalry between the Saints and to be quite honest with you, the black and gold have uh, they're leading it 
this series here, 29 to 26 and old. That's the, the according to a football database that has uh, some good breakdown on it. And out of the last 10 matchups that the Saints have played the Carolina Panthers, they are eight and two in the last 10 games. So it's not been it's not been pretty good. You know, <laughs> it's not been pretty good. Now, now, sometimes future events are not, you know, past events are not an indication of what the future is going to hold. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes a lot of times they are. But the Saints have to come into this thing and, and, and bring it. So shout out to the fam, man. Much love to y'all being up in this, man. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. Big ups. All right. So, fam, let's get into it, man. I'm not going to hold y'all tonight uh, too long on the show. Uh, shout out to all the brothers and sisters out there in the coma. Shout out, brother Mookie. I see you, Tainu. Uh, shout out, brother Young City Night Ward, Chance, Tramal, my dog Randolph. Big ups to you, Eugene. Uh, brother Jerry, uh, Pammy Whammy, Kai the Great. Shout out to you, brother Tory Shepard Sr. Uh, WB3. I know he got something to say about it. WB3. Gonna let it hang out. Uh, Jamaica, KB, all the queens, man. Always good to see the queens up in this thing. Uh, 985 live in the building. Shout out to you, bro. Shout out to you. Uh, three L's. Much love to you. Uh, brother Purnell, who that to your fam. Appreciate you. All right. Who else we got? Tetra. Shout out to you. Uh, and everybody else, man. 504 Co. I see your fam. Shout out to you. Uh, Brian, I see your fam. St. John Butler. Shout out to you, my friend. Appreciate you. Gundam and Debbie. Shout out to you. Lori. What's up, Queen? L Dub for real. What's popping, my man? Uh, April, shout out to you. Cheryl, what's popping, Queen? Shout out to all the Queens, man. Always good to see the Queens popping up in this thing. Brother Daniel, shout out to you as well. And the rest of the family members, man. Thank y'all for being up in here. Molly Ball, I see you, baby. Seabrook Fish and Sinkers. What's up, Brother Mike? Shout out to you as well. Uh, and thank y'all for being here. Everybody else, man. Much love. Brother DeWine, I see you. Anyway, so let's get popping up in this thing. Going. All right, let's look at that. And this is the uh, injury report that was released uh, earlier today. And it's the final one, week three versus Carolina. One player out, six questionable against the Panthers. What does it look like? All right, 10 New Orleans players were listed on Friday's injury report for the team's week three game against the Panthers during the 2022 season. Paulson Adebo is back. Limited all throughout. He's questionable a declaration. Kamara is good. To, looks like he's good to go. Uh, with the questionable designation, Ryan Ramchick had an elbow situation. They all practice. Traquan Smith went from limited to fully practice. So he's there in whatever capacity you're going to need him. Taysom Hill is limited uh, with that uh, rib issue, but look like they're good to go. Same as Marcus May. Jameis with back back and ankle issues limited has that questionable destination. They, he is, uh, word on the street is that he's going to play. Elvin Kamara is going to play. And, of course, you look at Adam Prentice, the fullback, was dealing with issues. He went from limited to fully practiced. That's good. Deontay Harton went from limited with the foot to fully practiced. That's good. And Alante Taylor was shut down, DMP'd uh, because of a knee issue. So uh, the Saints pretty much got a lot of their uh, starters and impact players back in the fold. So that's good to see that the black and gold has, uh, you know, have Elvin Kamara back, Paulson Adebo. So Alante's out, Paulson's in, which is cool. So, Got to keep an eye on, make sure Paulson's all right, man. Good to have that brother there to form the tandem to have our uh, starters in place again going into this uh, third matchup. And of course, as we look at the Carolina Panthers final report here, Dante Jackson hamstring was fully practiced, so he's questionable. The former LSU cornerback, Christian McCaffrey, the full the running back, went from limited to full. He just was resting, so he had some rest, and they're going to try to rest him up as much as they can. They overuse Christian McCaffrey, to be honest with you. They really do. They really overuse him. 
Frank Louvu has a shoulder issue, but he went from limited to full practice, so that's good news for them. Uh, Stanley Tom Oliver, who's a defensive back, was shut. It looked like he was DNP'd, so he shut down. Uh, Brian Burns had an ankle issue that popped up on Friday, and Matt Leonidas had a groin issue that pop- popped up, but they considered limited right there as well. So there you go. All right, that, and of course, some of the greater news, the, the great news from the the report to stay positive, but it's, it's like I said, Paulson Adebo's back, Elvin's back. And that's cool. Ryan. And, and of course, the rest of these guys and Jameis is going to be what Jameis is going to be. And hopefully uh, the Saints is uh, looking at Jameis to heal up on the fly where you got to keep him upright. And I think uh, the Saints offensive line is doing a, a pretty damn good job of running. So hopefully we can stick with that more on that later. All right. So anyway, let's keep it moving, fam. As we jump off into this article right here by J.D., the Saints defense turns attention toward the Carolina quarterback baker mayfield we're gonna knock we're gonna knock this baker all over the place all this freshly made honey buns and 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 all of his uh rolls and 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 (laughs) we're gonna go up there and muss up the bakery let's just just put it like that all right here we go there's no mystery where the carolina Panthers offensive center if running back christian mccaffrey is in uniform he will be on sunday when the saints uh one and one play the panthers on two at the bank of america stadium in charlotte north carolina the Saints will formulate a plan to track his movements and attempt, attempt to minimize his impact. But the Panthers will have a different start at quarterback for the fifth consecutive season. And Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick in 2018, becomes a piece of the puzzle for uh, New Orleans has to be weary of. Now, he's got Moxie, says defensive coordinator slash uh, defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen. The guy loves to play football. He's very fiery. He's a good leader. He's going to be a good test. This is our first time against him. That's kind of strange because we never play Baker Mayfield. That's 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 kind of odd. He can make some plays with his arms, but he also can get it out. He escapes in the pocket. He had a couple of nice runs this season already, so it'll be a good challenge. We've got to keep him contained. We can't let him run out of the back of the pocket. That's where he runs out, and he'll make a play with his legs, or a guy will get open with too much time. We've got to do a really good job of pushing the interior of the pocket into his lap, just what you're supposed to do when you have a guy like Brady where it makes it hard on the lanes for him to see through the middle of the field. I'm fired up to play him because he's a really good player and he's done a lot of really good things. All right. Just try not to give him any, uh, you know, board material since being drafted in Cleveland in 2018 Mayfield has started 61 of 62 games and has played and completed 61.4% of his passes for 4,505 yards uh, and 95 t- uh, 94 touchdowns with 57 interceptions. He was sacked 140 times. He led the Browns to the playoffs in 2020. And in two games this season with the Panthers, Mayfields completed 30 of 56 passes for 380 yards and a couple of touchdowns with a pick in six sacks. We got a couple of regular season games to go off, and there was a significant amount of preseason snaps where we're able to see of Mayfield and Carolina's offense, said Coach Allen. A little bit different. Of course, we played some of that. He's a guy that got a lot of moxie. I think this is he he's able to get the ball out through the ball with time and rhythm and accuracy. And then I think he's got the ability to extend the play and create some opportunities downfield with some off schedule throws. He's tough. He's a tough uh, issue to deal with. Mayfield isn't as much of a runner as Atlanta's Marcus Mariota, whom the Saints faced in the opener. And he won't be nearly as as immobile as Tom Brady. New Orleans last opponent, which you have a guy that was offered up in that situation. And you got, of course, you got to watch out for the RPOs too. But you had a guy like uh, 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 Tom Brady, who was very immobile. He's a statue back there, but the Saints were still on need to 
able to get one sack on him and not very much pressure. If uh, if that pressure would have came, I think it could have. He was already complaining and whining like a big baby. I think that would have pushed him over the cliff, to be honest with you. And he start he would have just he wouldn't have been able to function mentally. But anyway, as you can see, now let me just move on to this point right here, family. Let me put this up here for the family members to take a look at. Now, I know it's kind of difficult to read. Those are tiny, but I just wanted to show you. I'm going to kind of superimpose it as much as I can here so you guys can see right here. Now, of course, over the last, and you can see the, the lead, the, the Saints lead the series with Carolina 26 to 20, it's 29 to 26. And this is the lifetime series. So the Saints have had great success against the Carolina Panthers. If you take a look at over just the last 10 games, the Saints are, are aiding two. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Against the Panthers in the last 10 contests, the only losses... Uh, that they was back in what 12 30 2018 when they lost 33 to 14 right there and of course the last one was the loss uh back in 21 when we lost in week two by the score 26 to 7 so but the rest of the games the saints have had a good success against this carolina team so uh it's always we have, we we beat them but we always have difficulties when we travel to carolina so we have to make sure we stay up on this thing as you can see the saints don't have a problem with beating Carolina. It's just uh, we got to make sure we keep the the winning ways going, so to speak. So just wanted to show you a bit of a history of just, I mean, you go all, you span all the way down and you see overall it's been back and forth and then there was a string of games between 02 and 05 where you've seen that they won four straight and of course prior to that, the Saints won five straight going all the way back, but as you can see, man, it's uh, the, the series all the, ultimately is 29 to 26 uh saints winning this thing and then over like i said over the last 10 saints are eight and two so let's look at the carolina panthers man and we'll be facing uh against a team now it's a bit of desperation with this club to be quite honest with your family it's a bit of desperation they got a coach that's on the hot seat i don't know how well they like matt rule but according to our dogs dave and rashad from the pnp camp that uh, a lot of people's growing tired of him, you know. I mean, they've fired everybody, and he's put everybody out and fired the offensive coordinator, got rid of this guy, that guy. There's nobody else to fire. So the the, the spotlight is squarely on him. So with a win, the Saints could push their coach out the out the door there. So, uh, you know, they, and I, I promised Dave and Rashad, I said, well, with a win, uh, we're going to try to help you with that <laughs> and get his ass up out of here. But anyway, the thing is, let's take a look at some of the statistics here, fam, and then we'll go over it. 
Uh, Jameis Winston, 48 of 74, 505 for three touchdowns, three interceptions. Baker Mayfield's 30 for 56 for 380, two touchdowns in the pick. Top rushers uh, for the club is McCaffrey, 25 carries for 135 yards over those two games, one rushing touchdown. Taysom Hill leads the Saints in rushing, seven carries for 95 yards and a score. And the top receiver is Jarvis Landry, 11 catches for 139. Anderson, Robbie Anderson is their top guy, eight catches for 134 and a score. So that's some of their top guys right there. And we know about the uh, the injury report. As you can see, the matchup indicator actually has Carolina coming out with the win here. Now, of course, the Saints are the Saints, the Carolina Panthers are considered the underdog in this thing. But the matchup predictor has the Carolina Panthers the edge. I don't know why they're doing that. So you might have to watch out for that. <laughs> But anyway, you see the injury report went over that already. And of course, let's get down to the nitty and gritty and take a look at the individual statistics here. Uh, the team stats uh, to show exactly. Let me kind of superimpose some things there. There you go. That looks a lot better. All right. Points per game. The Saints are averaging right now through two games, family. Just just strictly numbers. We talking here. Eight and the 18 and a half points per game. Offensively speaking, Carolina's averaging 20 flat. Saints are giving up 23 uh, points per game. And the Panthers are giving up 22 and a half just through two games, drew two games right now. All right. This, this could all change. 378 flat by the Saints total offense. Panthers are 290. The Saints pass at 252 and a half per game over the last couple of games, 252 and a half through the air. Offensively speaking, 190 for the Panthers. And of course, the Saints rushing at that thing, 125.5 on the ground, running the ball a top 10 rushing unit in that fell statistically. And the Panthers are 100 yards flat over the last two games. The defense, 339 flat versus 321 and a half by Carolina. The Saints surrender 202.5 through the secondary and giving up 136 and a half yards on the ground. Of course, much of that came in the Atlanta game and those numbers will continue to decrease as the season goes on as the Saints rushing defense continues to stiffen. And of course, you look at Carolina, 161.5 uh, that they surrendered through the air and then 160 on the ground. So you can see, uh, according to two games in the stats, is showing that the Saints could have uh, success rushing against them. Of course, the Panthers, a couple of losses that they had was against the week one matchup against Cleveland. They barely lost by 226 to 24. Some suspect stuff happened in that game. And of course, they lost to the Giants, 19 to 6. So as you can see, it's not like they were blown out. They were actually. Uh, in close in some of these games and they just couldn't finish the game. And that's one of the big pop, the problems that I see with Carolina is that they have difficulty finishing the game. Uh, the Saints, as you can see, Atlanta, when we came from behind and beat them 27 to 26. And of course, last week's distasteful loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20 to 10 puts us at one and one. So if you span to your right there, you can see the fact that in NFC South, Tampa Bay is 2-0 with the Saints 1-1, Carolina 0-2, Atlanta's 0-2. So the Saints in second place uh, as well moving forward. So uh, the interesting point about looking at this team, man, for real, and, and I'm going to open up the statistics here uh, just a moment for Carolina so we can see uh, overall looking at their – hold on, here, let me get their stats on screen for your family so we can see their full stat layout here. And – as we move in and we take a look at their top player, like Baker Mayfield, JD had a good uh, article where he talked about it. He was quoting pretty much quoting uh, Ryan Nielsen about Baker Mayfield. And they was giving Baker his flowers pretty much, but he hadn't looked all that great. 
But that doesn't mean that he can't improve in this contest, because if you take a look at what they have, Christian McCaffrey is a good item to have. He's averaging over 5.4 yards per carry in the two games that he's played. So he has good rushing yardage in the second leading rusher for the team is Baker Mayfield. And he only scrambled a couple of times. I mean, we had 11 attempts to uh, to get the 41 just under four. So not really using Foreman or Trooper Hubbard, that those guys really that much. They kind of just kind of landed on Christian McCaffrey and Baker Mayfield moving them out around. So they mentioned the RPO. That's what Ryan Nielsen said. So that's something to keep out as well. The top receivers for them, as you can see, Robbie Anderson is a guy, him and really DJ Moore. I would say the best wide receiver is DJ Moore. You would have to definitely watch out for him. And as we get into some of the statistics, we talk about Baker Mayfield, his ability to move. And I, I really do believe that they're going to try to get him on the move and kind of chop half the field off and give him some options to throw to. And they understand and know they're going to study a lot of that Atlanta tape and see how they, they ain't going to run them like they did with uh, Mariota and they think. But they're going to borrow some pieces from there to see if they can get success that way, moving Baker Mayfield out of the pocket and, you know, and doing stuff like that. Because uh, they know the Saints had previous or post uh, or past issues defending a mobile quarterback threat. And, you know, unfortunately, this season we'll face a lot of mobile quarterbacks. Some of the best mobile quarterbacks in the NFL will face them on our schedule this year. So we definitely have to show the NFL that we've solved that conundrum that kind of afflicted us last season when mobile quarterbacks speaking and Jalen Hurts would get outside and create uh, issues for us. We have to show them that we, we, we're not playing that. We got the personnel. We understand what we're doing. We're neutralizing you with that. So you got to come with something else. But when you take a look at their offense, right? When you take a look at the offense with Baker Mayfield, let me get the depth chart up right here. This is the depth chart right here. Baker Mayfield, the quarterback. You see Christian McCaffrey right there. And really, you, you look at the quarterback. But the number one weapon that they have is Christian McCaffrey. No doubt about it. Christian McCaffrey, it all flows through him. Like I said, if you take a look at the first two games, they have they have to get Christian McCaffrey involved in the contest. The top wide receiver threat is DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a fantastic wide receiver with explosion. He's 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 he runs really slick routes. He is he's a he's hell out there. DJ Moore is a tough cover for any cornerback. Uh, and uh, and listen, he's he's special. So, like I said, I've been scouting DJ Moore since when he was with Maryland and I knew he was going to be something great. And he's been a talented force in Carolina if they can use him pro properly. But he is definitely a threat that we have to watch out for with Christian McCaffrey being healthy and DJ Moore on the field at the same time. The Saints will have to do pay attention to, to those two guys. Another guy that will kill you that you, if you don't pay attention to is Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's long. He look crazy as hell. He sound crazy when he talk. But Robbie Anderson is a guy uh, that will hurt you. He makes some difficult catches. He's long and linky. And he is a person that can catch the ball, and he has a little uh, yak situation going on with him too. But he's a player, and they have a that's a nice tandem that they have with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. To be honest with you, so they have weapons uh, to move it. So they're not a busted joke team. I mean, they actually have pretty good uh, weapons. If they are if finally learn how Terrence Mar use Terrence Marshall Jr., the former LSU guy, they might have something. But Another, these other guys are something you just got to watch out for those two McCaffrey and DJ Moore off the bat. And of course they tight ends. Ian Thomas is a guy that does a pretty decent job. He's not no guy that that's going to stick out to you, but he'll make some tough catches. And he also is a pretty decent blocker for them as well. And of course the offensive line, they got Icky there, the left tackle. They really proud of him. He's a high draft pick. 
Uh, he's doing a pretty decent job. The center and Elfin is doing all right. So, and then Mouton is another guy. So they've done a good job of piecing together. They remember last year, they kind of struggled with that line this year. The line looks a lot better than what it has looked in, in the last couple of years, in my estimation. So looking at the offense, that is, so they have enough to kind of, if they get their minds right, remember this team embarrassed the saints last year, uh, in uh, Carolina, when we came off that win against green Bay, of course, we got them back on the back end after they imploded, but they're going to be playing with an edge of desperation in this one. And it, can they get McCaffrey and DJ Moore going on there and an offensive line blocking? Now, the question I have uh, to the great Saint Think Tank and just something on my mind that I was thinking about when I was looking at footage of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before I burned it, <laughs> threw it away and deleted it. The the way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was doing a absolutely wonderful job of stopping the Saints from getting to Tom Brady. I mean, they were actually they got there's a lot. The, the referees missed quite a, a bunch of holding. But not not to take nothing away from them guys. Those four back of the backups and that one starter, they did a phenomenal job of just keeping Tom Brady upright and only sack one time. So you got to give that one piece of information or that one that uh, that what they did is a major plus in helping them to win the game. Because if they would have broke down and the Saints would have got to Tom Brady, they would not have been able to score. They wouldn't have not been able to do anything. And he would have been rattled, throwing picks and every damn thing. So. They did a stellar job. Can this line, which I believe is a lot better than the back of the back of the backups that Tom Brady had guarding him. This line is better than that. So can we generate the pressure on this line to get to Baker Mayfield and not let Baker sit back there and start cooking and putting all his pastries together? Can we be able to get to Baker Mayfield? And I think, uh, and that's one of the things I looked at. The Saints will definitely have to come with more intensity. They're going to have to dial it up a little bit. And they're going to have to make Baker pay when they try to roll them out and do some of that play. We got to neutralize a lot of that. So once again, looking at the offensive guys for them, Baker Mayfield, obviously the quarterback, you want to make sure you neutralize whatever little motions that Carolina want to do to get him outside of the pocket to extend plays and look for uh, or neutral or kind of simplify the game for Baker Mayfield to have him throwing uh, to one side, give him two options to throw to, to one side versus three, uh, five options to throw to with the whole field, kind of simplifying the game and getting him going, giving him the rhythm. We got to rattle him. We got to hit him. We got to sack him. Bottom line, we can't go into the game and not get to the quarterback. We can't give him a clean pocket. It's going to be difficult. They got too many good weapons to allow that sort of thing to happen. All right, then you go to the defense. We talked that we've seen Burns, Brian Burns, another athletic guy, really Burns, is a linebacker that they got playing defensive end, but boy, can he move. This guy is talented. Uh, he could pose a problem for the Saints uh, if if they got uh, if they got Jameis standing back there and they throwing the ball 30-plus times in the game, 40 times in the game. That just give Brian Burns more opportunity to get to him, and it'll be a difficult cover for, uh, for guys like James Hurts. Brian Burns is a nightmare to James Hurts, man. I mean, he's super fast. Derek Brown's been playing really good. And Matt I, uh, Leonidas is not uh, somebody I would look at and say, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you told Grosomatos was a guy from Penn State that I scouted who has some skill, but they waiting for him to step up and handle the business. Much like when we looking at Davenport to kind of step up and, and show that he's the guy that we think he is and kind of take over on that other side. So, yeah, Brian Burns is, is a beast. Derek Brown's playing really good. And you got to watch the edges. So Brian Burns is the guy that can get around there. 
Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully we, we can be able to do something about that, but he's a guy that you got to keep on your, your radar as well. Shaq Thompson is another guy that's there. I'm not really that big on Shaq Thompson or Damian Wilson, the guy that came over from the chiefs. I was looking at tape on them. They don't look very impressive, but Frank Louvu is a guy that they got that does look impressive. He does. He flashes on the film, Frank, uh, 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 Louvu. He flashes on the film. As we move down to the defense, you can see the top tackler, Xavier Woods, the safety. Shaq Thompson is there, but Frankie Louvel is tied with him with 16 tackles apiece right there. And of course, you can see they do have uh, this, the getting to the quarterbacks in the last two games. You can see they have four sacks in two games. And Brian Burns right now leads uh, the Carolina Panthers with sacks. So like you can see, like I talked about Brian Burns, he leans the team in, in sacks. That guy can get after you. So Derek Brown's a beast inside, but really they kind of a half a line because the uh, Yotiro Grossomatos hadn't arrived yet. But Frank Louvo is a beast. You got to watch out for him. I know he was on injury report. I think he's uh he fully practiced. So that's good news for them. And Dante Jackson had a hammy, but looked like he'll be able to play in the game uh, with him next to J.C. Horn. It's a very tantalizing uh, mix of cornerbacks. And they also have C.J. Henderson there, too. So. It's the the safeties that the secondary for uh, Carolina's intriguing. Jackson's a big corner. Uh, you know, he's a tall cornerback that, uh, you know, that has some coverage ability. He has some speed. J.C. Horn, you already know about him and what he can bring. Really solid. And Xavier Woods leads the team in tackles. So he has range. And really, Jeremy Chen is a beast, too. So they have some pretty deep. They have some pretty good players in the secondary, man. That's there for the team. I think the weakest part, and even Dave and Rashad agreed that the weakest part of the Panthers uh, team is the is the linebackers, you know. So, you know, you can see the defense right there, man. And 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 like I told Rashad and Dave, I say that the best thing that the Saints could do is pretty much just run at these guys. You got to run at the Carolina Panthers defense and give them what for. That's the bottom line, man. And and I and I understand that right now. You know, they're giving up what over the last couple of games, 160 yards and two games. Now, is that just a culmination of just rustiness over the first two games or uh, or is that actually what they are? And this is when we get to the point we actually get into the point. We actually get into the point, family, when you start seeing um, is this, you know, what kind of team is this going to be like at, you know, the first two weeks? We see a lot of rust and I attribute a lot of the stuff that I see uh, with the Saints in the first week is rust in the second week is, is some rustiness. But when you start to get to the third week and the fourth week, then you start seeing what it actually is. And it's, it's not a rush factor. What is what's actually going on here? So you, we start seeing the identity of the team start forming right around this time because it's how, just how it is over the many years. When you go and look at how preseason they were using the, the the players and starters in preseason. And most of the starters don't play very long in preseason. So that's why a lot of the first, you know, two weeks to three or four, two, two to three weeks of the NFL season, the first couple of weeks be looking so bad with guys, you know, it looks terrible because guys are still learning to, to you know, to build chemistry and synergy and, and, and harmony with each other. So it looks kind of rusty. It looks disjointed. You know, at first and then next thing you know, you know, you see things kind of iron out. Everybody iron out the wrinkles. They find what works and throws out what doesn't work and they just keep it moving. So I think um, we'll we'll see. And I think I and, and like people ask me about Jameis Winston, you say, Q, you think Jameis gets it? I think he does gets it. 
But I think he gets it if the Saints call the proper scheme to be able to do something about it. Now, let's let's look at that. What is the proper scheme that we'll be looking at for the black and gold? We'll be talking about the Saints going ahead. Now, obviously, Jameis is dealing with injuries. Several of our players are dealing with some injuries now at the quarterback position. What's the best route we can take here to minimize him getting abused uh, from the blitz packages and guys coming in there knocking them around? Because that's the goal of the Carolina Panthers is to put pressure on Jameis Winston and knock him to the ground and, and, and just make him sore. They know that he's dealing with a back issue. They know that he has ankle issues. He, he can't move that well back there. Uh, and he's hurting right now. So Carolina's number one job is to put the blitz on Jameis and knock him down and, and kind of, you know, and, and uh, make it real tough on him, you know. So well, how can the Saints neutralize that game plan? They have to be able to run the football against this team. You got to put the ball in the hands of Elvin Kamara. You got to put the balls in the, in the hands of the running game and allow them to create uh, a, a floor in which the passing attack can walk on. And when they do that, I think you keep, and I've said this all week, that you limit Jameis's uh, pass attempts between 20 to 25 pass attempts, and the Saints should have 30-plus, maybe north of 35, rushing attempts in this contest against this Carolina Panthers defense. That way, you, you control the clock, you steal reps away from the Carolina Panthers, and you also stop and limit Jameis dropping back and giving him too many times to throw the ball. I think 40 times to throw the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was way too much. And uh, maybe in that, if we stuck to the run, I'm, I'm more than certain we would have had different results if we just stuck, stuck to the run because we was averaging 5.1 yards per rush. So two rushes first down, like I always say, get the shirt from the pro shop. But this will be fun watching to see. Jay, yeah, that's right. I said fun. It'll be fun watching them get the ball to Elvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and perhaps use all four. We got four active running backs. Why do you have four active running backs if running if the running attack is not going to be the key focus of your offense, especially if your quarterback's banged up? You have four active running backs. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You got Michael, you got Elvin Kamara, you got Mark Ingram. 
You got Dwayne Washington. You got Tony Jones Jr. You say, well, Q, they don't use Dwayne Washington. They need to start using Dwayne Washington for real. Dwayne Washington got going on those three straight runs and looked at and looked knocked out, drag out. You know, and, and, and might I add this too, family. It's like, okay, certain running backs need to get carries in certain points of the game. Like if you got a bruising style running back like Dwayne Washington, guys like that, you need to put him in, the, in you know, put him in position like in the third and then into the fourth quarter and give him the ball on some of these runs, you know, because people don't want to see no bruising running back running at you, hitting and, and, and beating up on your defense late in the game. And of course, they can decoy Elvin out. They can move around the field. They can, you know, have these different lineups. So I think uh, the Saints, if you got four active running backs, the Saints need to go about that piece, man, and, and handle that ball. This needs to be a rush heavy game for the Saints and then play action off the run. That's what it should be to help keep Jameis safe. And that's the thing. Anything else, all the, got him throwing the ball 35 and 40 times a game don't make no sense, man. You don't have this man back there with a tour back throwing the ball 40 times a game. That don't make any sense. And only, well, how, why he ain't winning? Well, you think about it. You throwing the ball 40 times a game and you should be running the ball. You're averaging five yards per carry, man. <laughs> That's simple. So at some time, nah, Murray ain't active, Travis. No, Murray is not active. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to roll Murray out there. I mean, but they like Tony Jones because Tony Jones have a little bit more wiggle than Latavius Murray. But you have four active running backs. You need to use those running backs and have a 30 plus, a 35, not the 35 rush attempt contest against the Carolina Panthers. That's what you need to do. And we talking about having Jameis the heel on the go. Man, that'll make life a lot easier for Jameis Winston if he's throwing the ball 20 to 25 times a game off the back of the running game. That, that gets them going. That gets the play action going. That you can set up whatever you want to do. If you want to run screens, all of it works when you got the running game going and you start hitting them with that pass. All Everything starts working and it all lights up like a brand new Christmas tree. You know, but you got to stick to what works. And right now, what works is the Saints rushing attack. So we have to utilize that. And, that, and that's my that's my call on that, fam. So we just got to do uh, what we got to do here. Gunner says Washington is a battering round. No, bro, they got to let he got in there and ran that ball something fierce. And Mark Ingram took his ass up in there and fumbled that ball on the drive where the Saints was going to score. And he go down there. So uh, there's no more turnovers, uh, Mark Ingram. There's no more fumbles for you. That's that's it. You did what you're supposed to do. You hold on to the goddamn ball. The Saints need to run at them people for real. And I'm pretty sure they'll open up the play action off the back of the run. So um, what's the score prediction coming from me in this one? And I think I told Rashad and Dave, I, I think I told them uh, 24 to 17, something like that. 24 to 17 or it was 28 to 17, 24, 17, I forget. But it's somewhere around there. I'm going to give my score prediction. You guys can feel free to give your prediction as well. Now, let's talk about the defense, too. I don't want to leave them out. Now, of course, you know, I made mention of it early on with Cam and all the rest of these guys is that they're going to have to bring the pain. They're going to have to neutralize them moving Baker Mayfield out on the edges so he could throw the ball and all this kind. They got to stop that and snuff that out. That that can't be a thing, because like I said, they're going to try to take take a few plays or uh, or mimic some of the things that they were doing, that the Falcons was doing to have success throwing, you know, moving the ball on the field. We can't have that. We got to step up. So we need Cam. We need to definitely Davenport to get up off his ass and make some plays for us, uh, to make some plays for us. And we getting Paulson to Debo back from an injury. So 
you know, that's good. Marcus May dealing with a rib issue. So we have our starters back in the secondary. I'll be looking forward to seeing that. But Cam Jordan, David Onyemata, and Davenport, we got to get after them boys, man. We got to get after them boys, and we got to get them down on the ground, and that's it. Now, can they stop Christian McCaffrey? I think so because New Orleans Saints practice against a uh, a back that, to me, is better than Christian McCaffrey and Elvin Kamara. They practice against <laughs> That's why the Saints defense so good. They play against some of the best players in the game. Marshawn, Laddie, Daddy, Lattimore in practice against Mike Thomas. Are you kidding me? Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. That's the, you remember the battles we had in preseason and in camp that went on between Chris Olave and um, and uh, Paulson Adebo? Did y'all remember those? There was some really good battles going on in camp. And that was like that iron and sharpening iron thing. Now, let me just talk about the Saints offensive line for a second, too. I don't want to leave them out. The Saints offensive line looked real good when the Saints running the football. I got to give a shout out to two players. McCoy, Eric McCoy looks fantastic. You took, go back and put the tape on. They had a guy on YouTube who was uh, pinpointing uh, each person's. And uh, Shout out to that guy. I don't, I don't remember his name. But uh, he pinpointed how the offensive line. I was able to watch some of his film that he was showing. Just pinpoint, just putting the box on him and showing each rep of what they was doing. And listen, uh, I knew what, I knew what McCoy was doing. McCoy had been doing a pretty good job. Um, Cesar Ruiz, man, uh, has been doing overall, has been doing a pretty solid job for the Saints offensive line. He's been doing a pretty solid job. There were several plays when I was watching him guard Vita Vey by himself. You know, and Vita Vey is a massive interior uh, tackle for the, the, the Bucks, and, and Cesar Ruiz was handling that boy by himself. Usually you get you double block Vita Bay, but he was handling the business with him. And there was several times I seen Cesar Ruiz really stepping up, handling the business. So I got to give uh, McCoy Ruiz and even Andrews Pete. I seen some tape on Pete handling the business, too. Now, he got beat on the play. One of the plays he got beat badly on uh, when they got pressure on him. I seen that one. But uh, the rest of the plays, he looked pretty solid on. James Hurst is doing a pretty decent job. Ramchek got beat on one of them. But outside of that. I wanted to give a shout out to McCoy and Cesar Ruiz in particular because they are, you know, those guys are doing a pretty decent job. You know, of course, you know, you've seen some stuff on Ruiz that were negative. But overall, I'm saying Cesar Ruiz looks a lot better than I've ever seen him at any point of his career being in the city of New Orleans and playing in black and gold uniform. I mean, so I guess Doug Marone, you credit him for that. So, I mean, that's pretty positive. All right, let me get a uh, look at some of the things that was going on um, with the family members. They're saying, uh, Pammy saying 27-7 Saints, okay. All right, shout out to you. Uh, Gail says uh, 28-7. to All right, thank you, Gail. Shout out to you. Uh, Pammy says three sacks, at least one interception. Thank you. Young City Night War says 30-7 Saints, okay. All right, I got you, my brother. All right, try to say, remember when our DBs is one of the deepest units? Yeah, it's, uh, indeed, indeed. Tra uh, tr uh, shout out to my boy, Tragic. Travis says, would like to see Taysom be used more tight end. He would be a linebacker nightmare. Yeah, we got to get him out there. And I'm thinking some of the plays that we have, we haven't exactly, you know, seen him because the Saints are using him as a running back. But I think if the Saints can find another running back to use instead of Taysom now, maybe you'll see Taysom more as a tight end. Because they're only giving him a certain amount of reps to be out there, you know. And most of the reps, he's coming in as a quarterback. And, you know, I would like to see him use more as a tight end. But then again, to be honest with you, it appears that the Saints are going to continue to use Taysom Hill as a um, 
quarterback, actually a running back, pretending to be a quarterback. But really, truly, honestly, I would, like, and I've said this before, I would like to do five players, get tra- Taysom Hill to learn five, pick five plays. I'm pretty sure he got five favorite plays, passing plays that he like, and say, listen, we're going to get you good at five plays. You're going to be the master of these five plays, and we're going to circulate these damn plays when we put you in the game. Why? Because when you put Taysom Hill in the game, everybody in the whole stadium know it's going to be a run. Sometimes it's funny because they can't stop him. But then again, it's not when they line up and stack the box and they run into a brick wall. So at some point when they do that, we can take advantage of that by switching to a pass and, and running a passing play. And we could probably strike them people and get it like, say, for instance, a play could be Taysom Hill comes out there, right? And it looks like a running play, right? And then you have Deontay uh, Harty and you got Chris Olave, two of the fastest guys on the field, right? And, you know, you got, you just, they just take off. And Taysom Hill just dropped the ball, right? And hopefully he don't throw a punt, but he drops the ball out there in the lobby and Harty run right up under for a score. Because the safeties, you know, you know, the safety's going to crunch down to the line of scrimmage and try to stop and say, okay, it's obviously going to be a run. But if you can just create that and have some positive passing plays from Taysom, that'll open up his whole little box, his tool set. That'll open it all up where you would have the balance of the threat that he could be throwing the ball. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's one of those things we really, we, we really need to take advantage of, but overall, to be honest with you, I think the saints will win this game. I'm not overlooking the Carolina Panthers, but what I'm saying is the Carolina Panthers and disarray. the Saints. This is the prop. This is the, this is a medicine game. As I call it, these people, you might as well call them the Carolina Tylenols because that's basically what they are for the Saints. The Saints were sick last week. This game will be the medicine game for the Saints. And they take the Tylenol and they feel better when they go take the long trip across the pine to see the Vikings. So once again, I think the Saints handle the business. I think the Saints take care of business against Carolina, but it has to come with the proper game plan. I don't think we should be throwing the ball more than 25 times a contest to keep it real with you. And I think that since we have four active running backs on the on the team uh, and they roll out, we need to start using our running backs against Carolina's defense. We need to start running on Carolina. The Saints are a good running, a run rushing team. They are good. Statistically speaking, through two games, they're a top 10 unit. So we need to run the ball. We need to run the ball against this team and then set up the play action off the back of the run. We do that. We'll get the offense that we're looking from and we can build on that. But right now, as I said, we don't have an identity. And I know that sounds kind of strange being that we are a team that had an identity for a long time. But when everybody, when the coach Peyton left, you know, and then Carmichael came in, he had to establish his own identity. And right now, that's why the offense looks so despondent, because we, what are we doing? You know, think about it. Like when people start asking what Q was wrong with the offense, I was like, OK, I think timing's off and da, da, da. But what are you going to be? Are you going to be a passing team or a running team? You know, what are you going to do? And Dennis Allen, it's kind of, I guess, it's, it's a mixture of mentalities. They're not on the same page because the scheme shows you they don't have success. So they're not on the same page, not on any successful page. You know, if Dennis Allen says that he wants to be a power running team, like he said in his press conference when he took the job, he wants to have a power rushing attack. Well, he has running backs on the active roster and in the practice squad 
like Latavius Murray, if you need them, these are north-south runners that'll get you four and a half, five yards a carry. They'll carry the ball. They'll, you, they'll give you success. And then, of course, is, is it Carmichael who wants to do all the stuff and throw it on the field? See, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying before. I think we're dealing with a bit of identity crisis. What are we? Are we a passing team or are we a rushing team? And I'm not talking about years back. Well, Q back in the day, Coach Peyton, well, Peyton ain't here no more. This is Dennis Allen's squad now, and he has to. His offense has to establish its, its own identity. And I know, even though Pete Carmichael comes from Coach Payton's school, but still in all, Pete Carmichael has to establish his own identity on this offense under Dennis Allen. Now we've seen what he did in previous stops when Coach Payton was suspended or he was out for multiple games because he had that broken leg, and he dude ran him over on the sideline. He stepped in there, and he just kept everything going what it was. It's a bit of a difference because he's in there and he has established it. But I'm just, I promise you, I'm telling you honestly, the, by the power of the running game, like the old He-Man back in the day, and you draw a sword out and he goes, by the power of Grayskull, like by the power of the running game, you know, and then he start running the ball and I have the power. <laughs> so by the power of the running game, we should, we should have success. It should unify the offense and bring it to another level and give it the harmony that is seeking on the back of the running game. So let's draw out the sword and says by the power of the running game, I have the power. <laughs> oh man. And we're going to put that power and run it all the way through Carolina, man. We're going to run over the Panthers, man. But no, I got, I got the saints in the win family. But anything else, you're trying to get Jameis to throw the ball, family, 30 times a contest, 35 times. You asking for big trouble. You can't do that to him. With a guy hurt like that, he got all, I know you own painkillers, but you got to shrink. You got to shrink his passing. <laughs> and then another thing, too, family, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to skedaddle. But another thing to think about, too, is when you shrink his attempts from 40 to 20 to 25, basically cutting it in half than what he did in the Tampa Bay game, you lessen his chances of getting hit by defenders. Cause listen, Brian Burns is uh, their top sacker. You get what I'm saying? And they can, they like sending guys in there too. They like blitzing too. They, they have a pretty uh, decent group of defenders there and Burns is a, he'll get around you. So as we, if we could prevent that and, and give Jameis and not present Jameis <laughs> with as many times for people like Burns to get at him, I think we'll have success because the key to it is getting the win in Carolina, keeping Jameis upright and moving on to the next game. I think that's the key to it. You know, we don't need a Burns beating Hearst because Burns, that, that's he's sitting up there looking at the report and he looking at uh, Hearst saying he rubbing his hand like the bird man. He looking at James Hurst saying, man, man, wait to Sunday. So we can't do that, man. We got to be able to see what they're trying to do and then neutralize it, man. And I think the running attack is something that will that we can use to demoralize the Carolina Panthers, to, 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 to kind of uh, rip away the clock, lessen their opportunities and give them a bit of desperation. The running attack and then the defense will get after it. So when you shrink in these opportunities from the Carolina Panthers offense, they'll get some desperation of their own and start forcing the ball where they don't belong. And the Saints will be sitting back there waiting to pick them off. So yeah, you could, and, and Pam had mentioned the interception. I anticipate the Saints will get at least three sacks in this contest and up. And I wouldn't be surprised of a pick, maybe a pick six because the Saints angry. They're not going to play that crap 
uh, that happened last week where they got to Tom Brady, a statue with a bat. They heard that about, about, about what people were saying, how the Saints got a sack, one sack that was split between two interior defensive linemen, which was Shai Tuttle and David Onyemata, split the sack. It wasn't even a full sack for one of their people. They split the sack, and that was the only one they had for the entire game against a line that had four guys, four starters missing, including the blind side edge, the blind side blocker. They only had Tristan Wilf out there, the, the right tackle who started. The rest of them was the back of the back of the backups, and then they hold the Saints to one sack that that two interior defensive linemen had to split like it was a pizza. So I mean, no, that can't happen, and it won't happen in the second game. The Saints will dial up the pressure, and they're gonna get they're gonna get after Baker Mayfield and not and smush up all this nice bakery. They're gonna throw all the rolls up on the floor. They're gonna kick over the stoves. They're gonna break out the windows. You know, they're gonna be asking where the protection money. They'll <laughs> treat it like an old mobster movie. They're gonna break out the windows. They're gonna uh, bang up the stoves, turn the stoves upside down. They're gonna run the the the, the help out of there. All the bakers that's helping. They're gonna run them up out of there. You know, they're going to set a couple of stoves on fire and they're going to act and then they're going to corner Mayfield and say, where the protection money? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, listen, fam, that's going to do it for the stream, man. I appreciate y'all for popping in on this thing, man. Much love to the fam. All right. Big ups to the rest of the fam, man. In this thing, Gundam says, Big Q got that. Yeah, yeah. that Yeah, bro. You know, I'm old school, brother. That by, that by the power of the running game. That's what we need. <laughs> that's what we need. By the power of the running game. That's what we need. All right. Reginald says uh, Kamara will be out. Uh, he will have a good. He says Kamara will be out. He will have a good time running and catching in this game. Kamara will act a fool. Who that family? That's right. Shout out to you, Reginald. All right. Brother Robert says turnovers need to stop. Uh, at, you know, Coach Allen need to do on spot correction like Peyton did. Yep. I wouldn't be mind if he had a little pad where he scribbling stuff down. See, and that's what I'm saying about a, a coach for the first time. And I understand that he, Dennis Allen, wants to call the plays from the defensive end. He's good at it. I'm be honest with you. But if you got a guy, you got two defensive coordinators. You got them, Ryan Nilsom and Chris Richard, very experienced coaches. You know, I would experiment and let them call the the, the plays, Coach uh, uh, Dennis Allen. You know, you don't need to do all of that. Let you got two really good co coordinators. Right there. Let them call the plays. Let them handle the defense. And you act more as an overseer with a little pad in your head, writing down the mistakes and making them do sit-ups when they drop the pass. Stuff like Peyton used to do when he got here. We need You need to be more of an overseer and not somebody involved in trying to call plays and stuff, man. That I, I think he needs to let his co-coordinators do that. Let them handle the business. Saints for life say, bro, Saints defensive line look pathetic. How in the heck they not getting to QB with bad? I, I know, bro. I, if you put the tape on, bro, listen. The bottom line is you don't expect that type of stuff to happen in reality. But in reality, the, the key is if you watch the footage, them guys leveled up and got ready for the Saints. You get what I'm saying? They're in, in a short amount of time, that they had, they called the proper scheme to, to buy the protections that they needed. And they, whatever the Saints was trying to do from a defensive blitz perspective, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line and scheme neutralized it. They had one sack on Tom Brady. And like I said, it was split in half by Shai Tuttle and David Onyemata. 
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. So in reality, you look at these guys and like, this guy can't block this guy. Man, them guys had it on their mind that they was going to stop the Saints from running over Tom Brady. And they got in the coach, the offensive line coach should have got a raise for that because it was no way in the world that that shouldn't have happened. But them guys leveled up and played beyond their own capabilities to neutralize the Saints defensive line. You put the tape on, it looked like they was playing together all last year. That's how good the protections was. They did a magnificent job on the Saints defensive line. That was never supposed to happen. The Saints were supposed to run over them people to the tune of four or five sacks, knocking Tom Brady down six and seven times in a game. They did. That boy stood up there back there and was doing everything. One of the egregious ones is when the offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers neutralized what the Saints was trying to do. And Tom Brady was back there. He looked left and right and looked back right and threw that touchdown on P.J. Williams. The guy pushed him off to, to, to Perriman in the right corner in the end zone. But if the Saints had some pressure, that would have never happened. There, it was no pressure. And that was for a long time. Like, like much of the game, Tom Brady was upset it because he wasn't getting the calls. He would have been done if you were sacking him and knocking him down. He wouldn't have been able to throw no interceptions. He wouldn't have been able to done, do it. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did a phenomenal job of neutralizing the Saints defensive line. So what they'll do, they'll compensate for that. I promise you that. They'll, the Saints will overcompensate for that in this Carolina game, and they're going to get at least three sacks on Baker Mayfield. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get a pick on them. They're going to overcompensate for what they didn't do against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know how that goes when you get shorted this time around, and the next time you you move on, you're going to, you know, they, you get more on it because you didn't do it before. They're going to overcompensate. But yeah, that's one of those weird situations that happened that was never supposed to happen. You know, the back of the back of the backups handled the Saints defensive line like that. Man, I was looking at that tape. I said, man, I can't believe it. But it, it was in front of my eyes. So I had to. I see it and saw it. And I said, man, they just they would they have the right scheme. They did everything that they were supposed to do. They did a magnificent job on the Saints defensive line. And if they play like that for the rest of the season, they'll give old man Brady an opportunity to stay up right. He'll make some plays for him. Yeah. 
Robert says a uh, memo over to Pete Carmichael that to get the scholar in play. <laughs> that bro, listen, please, 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 please don't make Jameis throw the ball over 25 times. Please don't do that. Please run the ball with the four running backs. Most of it will be given to Kamara and Ingram, of course. And then you'll get uh, Dwayne Washington to get a few and Tony Jones to get sprinkled in there. Taysom to get sprinkled in there. He's a part of the rushing attack too. But please, please, please utilize all of your running back talent because the Saints offensive line has gelled as a rushing unit before they've gelled as a passing unit. If you get what I'm saying, run a uh, run, run, uh, uh, you know, run blocking. The Saints the offensive line is gelled run blocking wise. They've got it. They look really good pass wise. It is, you know, that's still that's a little bit more difficult, but we could play to that strength. So hopefully they do that. All right, Mookie says Saints still thought they could get pressure with the front four only. Yeah, they did it in the previous matchups. And when you see that wasn't working, you needed to adjust and send people in there. And just really, I, they couldn't believe it either. That, and I understand what happened. They couldn't believe it. I was like, man, this is fake. This, this, these, these guys are lucky. Cam gonna get two right quick watch, and then they never came. They kept blocking them, and that's what I. And I'm sending them out. Them like, man, Davenport gonna get this one watch, and he didn't get it. Oh, he gonna get the next one. Oh no, he didn't get it. You gonna get the and then next thing you know, the game over with, and then you didn't get nothing. That's how it, I, I could see. That's how it went because you're like, okay, that, they got lucky on that one. Okay, he got lucky on that one. They kept. <laughs> next thing you know, game over, one sack. So I mean, let, nah, man, that was just one of those things, man, where you. That's why you gotta bring it if you're a Cam or a Davenport or something like that. If you're a Saints and you're a top ten, top top ten, top three defense in the NFL, and the people looking at you as a championship defense. You got to bring it every game, even against the guys' names you can't even pronounce. You don't even know who the hell they are or how they got there. You got to bring it against all of them. All right, shout out. All right, uh, Kim says Tom Brady was getting the ball out in less than two seconds. Nick said that's why. Well, he says that's why Breeze was so hard to sack. Yeah, he, he was. But also another thing is too, Queen, that Tom Brady like. The Saints defense had success against Tom Brady in the past in those previous contests because they wouldn't they were causing disruptions in the timing of the routes. For all the for Tom Brady, and they could anybody, you know, they could say, okay, Tom Brady gonna get the ball out in two seconds. Where are you gonna throw to? If the guy ain't open. So if the Saints do it, they did a good job of throwing Tom Brady off because number one, they were getting pressure in the face. They were bat balls down at the line of scrimmage. They also would cause disruptions in the timing between the quarterback and the wide receiver. It's, it's all operating on timing and the Saints was causing disruptions. So he would have to place the ball early or he would have to place it late or he'd have to throw it away. So he can get rid of the ball in two seconds and throw it into the ground. And it, it, it and then uh, three downs and you're out of there, <laughs> you know, and then he three downs and you're out and they punting. So the Saints have to do a better job of that, man. In this matchup, they gave him options. He had time to throw the ball and the Saints had zero pressure on him. And remember, when you when you got big massive big old humans running at you and knocking you and hitting you and pushing you on the hard ground, that does something to you. That you know you start feeling pain. And then Tom Brady is old. He starts feeling pain. He gets frustrated. He's he starts cussing at people, and that takes his mind off of where it needs to be, which is on football. And the Saints had a lot of success there because they were getting his head. They would beat him up, and he couldn't stand that. He couldn't stand the fact that one team flustered him as bad as with the other. Because Saints, prior to the Sunday matchup, the Saints 
beat Tom Brady in regular season. And really, they said, well, you got the one playoff win. But truth be told, if you're going to keep it a buck, the only reason why you got that, that, that win in the playoffs is because the Saints donated the win to you. The Saints imploded in that game with four turnovers and gave the game to Tampa Bay on a sharp field. If Tom Brady couldn't do nothing with that, then he not, he's, he know, then he's not who I thought he was. So he took advantage of what the Saints gave him. You know, imagine if the Saints was turning the ball over on a long field, would that have happened? You know, they were giving it to him on the short field. So the Saints donated that game. They were up by double digits on Tampa Bay. Then all of a sudden, just start turning the damn ball over in, in procession. I'm like, man, what the hell going on here? They imploded like a dog, man. Like somebody cut one of the support beams. They went straight down into the goddamn ground. And they took advantage of that and got the win because the Saints didn't want to win the game. Obviously, you don't go in no playoff game in your own building and turn the ball over four goddamn times and expect to win something. It don't work like that. You have to protect the ball. The least team to make the the team that makes the least mistakes usually come out with the victory. You know, so, you know, we have to we we got to pay them back for that is what I'm saying. We got to pay them back for that. That was the wrong scheme in that game. And we got to present the right scheme. But Carolina is the right team that we need to see after a game like that last week. We'll get on cold with this one here, and we'll keep it shucking, and we'll keep it moving. Bottom line. All right, shout out to the fan. All right, Kemp says if you get – okay, Dave, thank you, Kemp. All right, why not try Turner in interior, uh, Q? Why not try Turner in the interior line? Uh, Well, you're talking about like on the, on the NASCAR packages? You know, I mean – I don't know. I mean, you could keep turn if if you run in the NASCAR package, which he's the third. He's a situational passer. Like when you when they do that, then, you know, they'll have Davenport on one side. They'll put they'll move Cam inside or, they'll you know, they'll put Cam on the inside. They'll have Davenport and Peyton Turner there, and they call it the NASCAR package and they'll fire up. That usually gets you success. But uh, another thing is to be said about one on one matchups. You got to be able to defeat the guy in front of you. And I know it's the 11 against 11 thing, but remember, family, it breaks down to one guy in front of another guy, and sometimes that guy has to beat the guy in front of him. That's how it works, especially on the offensive line. If you got a guy in front of you, you got to handle your business against him and block him, or if you're a defensive lineman, you got to defeat him, get around him, and cause problems and get to the quarterback, bat the ball down, sack the guy, push him down, when you all kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? But doing all of that, trying to get pressure on the quarterback while also paying attention to the fact that they could be running the ball and you have gap disciplines that you have to adhere to. You can't just be a guy that run up the field. They'll just push you aside and let you run up the field. No, you have to understand you got gap disciplines that, you know, and, and, and responsibilities that you got to adhere to. You got to when you see the guy, that's what Cam spoke about. So elegantly and spoke about the fact that he trying to get to the quarterback. But at the same time, he peeking at see where the ball is, who got the ball. And that would make a good defensive lineman to know where the ball is at all times. So if you start rushing the quarterback and then you see the guy hands the ball off, then you got to snatch, kind of get around the big guy that you're around. Or if you're being double like Cam and still figure a way how to make an impact on the ball carrier. Like if the if Cam is going for the rush and then they hand the ball off and the guy. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? 
Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Cam is uh, uh, going inside. He's getting doubled there. And the guy sees Cam. And then instead of going inside, he shoots to the right side there. And Cam has to be able to kind of see that and kind of guard off these big guys and kind of at least make the guy go not go uh i guess north to south but go east to west on the field which by times for guys like demario davis and pete warner to close in on them you see what i'm saying so a lot of times you see those plays go awry because cam jordan gets around that. and i credit to cam one of them games he had seven tackles in the game because he was making he was making some plays down there getting around there and making plays at the line of scrimmage and stuffing a lot of stuff that was going on he just wasn't getting the sacks. He wasn't getting up the field. So that's stuff that we have to attribute to. So a lot of times you have to be able to beat the guy in front of you. And if you can, you got to beat two guys in front of you because most of the time cam is doubled. But that's Davenport. Davenport got to get off and beat the single block. You got to get around them guys and make something happen, man. And, and you know, don't worry. The Saints going to ratchet up the pressure on, on Baker Mayfield and muss up his whole little bakery. Have it all messed up. All right, all right. Shout out to the fam. Thank y'all, brother Damien. I seen you, Demi. Shout out to you as well. A uh, snake bite. Big ups to you, Keith. Foul, full cold. Uh, Mookie and every fam. Thank you. All right. Uh, uh, Damien says, "Q, I'm late as hell, but I think it's time for Da uh, to get his inner coach Klein in from the water point. Got to get Peyton out of his head and think of the puppies or something." Jay. <laughs> Shout out, Damien. All right, Fable Foucault says Evan put a nice hit on Brady on that little nickel blitz. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. He started crying. Yeah, I seen that. Uh, yeah, KB, uh, KBA man says this is a free win for the Saints. I don't know if it's free, my brother, but it, it you know, if, if we, it, the, the key to it is running. I mean, if fam, I promise you, if we just run the ball, we're gonna be fine. We run the ball, keep Jameis's attempts to twenty to twenty five right there. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna win the game. I said 24 to 17. I think I said 20. It was between that when I gave it on the uh, Panthers show. It's either 24 to 20, uh, 24 to 17 or 28 to 17, either one or the other. But even brother Rashad and Dave was saying on the PNP show when we did the uh, preview on Wednesday that if you get over 17 points, you'll beat them because they can't score over 17 points. Well, we're not going to we'll take that with a grain of salt simply because 
there's an area you, you going into their building and there's an area of desperation they playing with because they know their coach is on the hot seat. Can he inspire them to get a win against the Saints who've been dominating the Carolina Panthers over the last 10 games? We won eight of two, you know, eight of 10 and we're eight and two against them over the last 10 contests. So the Saints have been handling the business against Carolina. We're not going to overlook Carolina because we're coming off a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this is a game that the Saints need to step up and win. So we're going to make it happen. All right. So, all right. So with that being said, fam, I'm going to pop out on that. Listen, I appreciate all of you guys for being in the stream. Thank you. Uh, please feel free to hit the like button for all the family members. Feel free to share the show on the social media as well. And a bit of a programming note for the family members tomorrow. I'm going to be uh, reintroducing the TSC uh, Q, uh, TSC unleashed uh, show and you remember family i used to do the tea when was this a year ago maybe two years ago i forget if you know a couple maybe a year a couple years ago actually i had uh, beta tested a show called tsc unleashed when we talk about other topics outside of just the saint spear or the pelicans or some of our, uh, our beloved crescent city sports we actually talk about other topics that's out there and we got good response on a lot of the shows and this was a couple years ago and we didn't have shows that was like 20 30 40 something thousand views and people was really vibing on that you know to the point where people was like man q you talk about the saints too much i'm like oh, damn homie this is a saint show this is a saint uh platform <laughs> they was thinking it was something else i was like well it's all good but then so anyway we're gonna be bringing tsc unleashed back uh in saturday mornings it'll be coming at early in the morning uh prior to 10 o'clock so we hit that notification just know what time it is we'll be talking about emmy udoka being fired by the boston celtics uh, your thoughts on that? You know, he had an affair with a co-worker. Hmm. We'll cover some of that. We'll hear what you had to say about that. Also, we'll talk about Herm Edwards and what happened to Herm Edwards, man. And how Herm Edwards, Herm Edwards had his people, his own staff leaking uh, stuff to his opposition to beat him so they can get him fired. Boy, have you ever heard of something like that? We're gonna, I'm going to get you guys to chime in on that. You know, I got a whole mouthful of stuff to talk about with that. A bunch of names. I got to call them bass. <laughs> you rotten underhanded dogs. You. Oh, man, man, that's terrible. But anyway, we'll talk about some. We'll have a poll going on as well. We'll talk about some stuff, man. I'd love to get y'all to chime in on Saturday morning. So if you're up and you ain't sleeping and you ain't knocked out, you, you can rock with Big Q on Saturday morning. Something new we doing, man. Uh, so, you know, uh, that'll be in the building. So also in, the, in another thing, family, feel free to hit the link tree, the link tree in the description section for all the latest merch. We're working on some new merch that'll be coming out in the next two weeks. We got some new merch that just dropped maybe a week ago. Uh, it's the uh, uh, you can't cheat God shirt. That's really a nice shirt right there. It comes in all kind of uh, designs. It comes in even yoga pants. It's, it's popping all kind of ways, man, in the pro shop. Y'all can check that out. The link is in the description section with hats and all that kind of stuff. So uh, feel free to look at it. And all of our links to all of our platforms is there as well. Uh, feel free to check them out. It's all nice and organized on our link tree. So with that being said, listen, uh, maybe no, uh, Mr. No Charge to keep it real. Let's talk about Brett Fall behind. Yeah, we could talk. <laughs> That's a good one. My, you know what? We're going to add that one to the show. It's only going to be two hours, so we're going to fit a couple of uh, things in there. We're going to hear about that, man. We're going to talk about that. Y'all know how I get down. All right. Uh, 504 Coach says, Jack, you, we was talking about the NASCAR package, but we ain't seen it. Nah, we ain't. Nah, bro. Now, if we, bro, a sack in two games, bro, you know that's way below what we supposed to do. So I think they'll get it together, though. All right. Shout out to the fam. Thank y'all for being here, man. Y'all have a fantastic weekend. Start off your weekend, man. Y'all enjoy it. 
And I'll see y'all tomorrow morning on TSE Unleashed. We'll talk about it all, man. <laughs> Shout out fam who that and I'm out. Yeah. And I'm a who that I'm a who that long as I'm living, I'm a who that lose all winning, I'm a who that sports coma, yeah. This is where we do that. Where we do that, 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 huh? Boogie like this, and I'm a who that I'm a who that sports coma. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL. When things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah, like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, whothatdaily.com is your site. The whothatdaily.com for the sport who that in all of us. Check out the 
Pro Shop. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform stores where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.